Hello and welcome back to MCL Madness and Misinformation, the podcast where nothing is real and sanity means denial. This is Ray O'Hanley here to introduce you to our home session post-season 1. By the end of this episode you may be wondering, Ray, does this even really count as a home session when each of the agents had half an hour each and you hardly even use the home mechanics from this game? Well, my answer to you would be another question. The agents went home, didn't they? As per tradition, for the first half of this episode, I'll be joined by Kay and at the end with Daniel. Enjoy. boyfriend said to me before he left was don't die too many tragic deaths and I said I make no promises so <laughs> I mean this was supposed to be a home session so I don't think that there's I've like written I haven't written death into it but I mean you can do whatever you want in this game so who knows <laughs> who knows I did I did let him know that I might come home in tears so oh yikes <laughs> I'm emotionally invested in this. Yes. So I have something I'd like to pitch you. I can pitch you something related to the game, or we can break the ice and talk about something completely different first. Whatever whatever you think. Well, you know I can't make decisions. Pitch me something. Okay. And I'll swing back. (laughs) I'll do the, the one that's not related to the game first. Right. <laughs> um, so you know how, like, English, the language, borrowed heavily from French after the Norman invasion? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hear me out. In French, the formal pronoun for, um, like, second person addressing someone is boo, and the informal pronoun is to. We know that in Middle English, the formal pronoun was you, and the informal one was thou. However, you is spelled Y-O-U, and thou is spelled like T-H-O-U. Why do we think that it was thou and not, like, thou or thou? You make an excellent point. Thank you. But it's probably it's, it's probably the same reason, you know, like you know how in English everything fucking sucks, so something looks like yeah. it's meant to be pronounced a certain way, but it's pronounced like entirely wrong. Yeah, but I also feel like it doesn't make sense from like the why that was like in English in the first place if it came from French, because you'd think it would rhyme with two like. You know, because, like, yeah. that's what the... Im- <laughs> but I also feel like English speakers would be like, all right, let's just fuck up the way we say this a little bit so the French don't think we stole from them. Well, the thing was they wanted to be French because, like, the French took over the English monarchy and so, like, they wanted to sound French because, like, they wanted to be, like, upper class that way because the um monarchy was French now. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But food for thought. Yes. And so now. Should I have written any way... of that down? Is any of that actually going to be relevant? No. I, okay. It's just been on the brain and I can't say it in text, so. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, now, what I wanted to pitch you that's actually related to this at all, in any way possible. Uh-huh. Last we saw Agent Mary, or Jennifer Amanda Bracey, as we, the two of us, know she's actually called. Yeah. She was once again leaving in a huff after Malcolm refused, seemingly refused to let on what he knew. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yes. And so, would you also agree 
that you have demonstrated on multiple occasions that Agent Mary is not simply content with destroying the unnatural, but she wants to learn about it. Yes. And so, my pitch is this. You have four motivations instead of five, because we didn't make them in character creation. So do you want to make it official that one of her motivations is to learn about the unnatural forces in the world? Yes. Okay. I will accept that. Good. (laughs) Alright. It is in and official. Nice. That shouldn't have any bearing on this thing at all, I'm sure. Oh, fuck's sake. (laughs) I did also totally come up with a great article that she could have written while away. Okay. Do you want to pitch it to me now? What did she write about? The phenomenon of people going swimming and flipping off fish. Okay. Now, bear with me. I will send you an Instagram account, which is, you know... bizarre but where i uh, got my inspiration from okay let me just share this profile in there you go there you go um you'll find the profile is called flipping off fish one of these is a turtle that's not a fish at all seals all right come on a, a, a seagull? Look, there's only so many fish in the world you can flip off, okay? There's plenty of fish in the sea, Kay. Yeah, but like, you know, you only see so many fish when you go swimming in certain places. And if you gotta post a, you know, yourself flipping off a fish every day for four years, you're gonna kinda, I think you know, it's just a bit of take a weak effort, to be honest. It was this part of the article about how sometimes it's not fish. <laughs> You know, there's artistic license in everything in life. So, when Agent Marvin was driving you back home, did you tell him your address, or did you get, like, dropped off, like, further away? Uh, back at- dropped off, dropped off back at the theater, because that's where I left my car. Oh, uh, yeah, fair. Awful. You get your car from the theater, you drive home. And you can tell that your roommate is there, and I want to ask you, what is his, like, comfort food meal? Like, obviously, he enjoys cooking. What does he make himself when he, like, wants to treat himself because he's sad? Soup. It's a throw-everything-in-the-pot that's, like, maybe going bad the next few days soup. Okay. That is what you see It's lazy. As you it's approach boring, the door. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh. And so... Uh... You... <laughs> I'm assuming you go inside. Am I correct in assuming this? Gonna, like, wander around in the stairwell for a few seconds, like, kind of shaking my head very, like, absolutely don't want to have to do this. But then I will go inside. You go inside, and he is not there anymore. In fact, you are now sitting on the couch, and you are not alone. You look outside, and when you came in, it was nighttime, but now it is daylight. The sun stares glaringly at you, accusingly. Across from you is a man. He bears the now familiar and painfully thin face of Agent Malcolm. He's beaming at- I'm gonna smack my head on the coffee table. Just as soon as I see him. As you do so, he is smiling at you as he takes a bite into his taco, and you realize that you too have your hands around a taco, and it's made exactly the way you like it. Do do you think that Jennifer has a favorite movie, but like not the one she tells everyone her favorite movie is, but like her secret guilty pleasure one? Ooh. That's good. But I don't I don't know. Secret favorite movie. I feel like she'd be one of those people who would like straight up just be like honest about what her favorite movie is. Not not proud, but honest. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's no like pleasure. one that like 
she'd forgotten about, but then, like, if she were to see it, she'd be like, oh no, this one is actually my favourite movie and not the one that I've been telling people. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> Me, personally, don't watch enough movies to be able to name a movie. You don't have to name one, but if you say... Oh, okay. I mean, I'm... it doesn't really matter, but... <laughs> yes, yes, she watches movies. <laughs> yes, okay, so on the TV playing in the background is this particular movie. It's like one that you love more than anything else, but not the one that you would tell people. Mm-hmm. And it is a jarring conflict between the things that comfort you the most and the reminder of things that most frighten and confuse you. Before you've managed to reorient yourself enough to speak, Malcolm has finished his first bite. He glares excitedly at you with tired, bloodshot eyes. You're a very curious woman, Mary. I think perhaps it's what drew me to you. I'm a lot like you, you know, hunger for knowledge. For secrets. You get frustrated and you leave, but you always come back. If I won't tell you what I know, maybe you'll be able to solve it yourself, get the biggest scoop in human history or something like that. It's dangerous, Mary. Protecting you from yourself, your accursed curiosity, it's harder than any unnatural threat alone. And so, I've decided to try something different. I've decided to try giving you what you want. He puts down his taco and reaches behind his back, he pulls out an ancient-looking book, a massive tome. He opens it, and pages practically fall from the binding as he does so. You recognize immediately that the script is in Latin. It's not printed either. It is hand-scribed in amazing, ornate calligraphy. Instead of telling you what I know, I'm going to give you what you could have found all on your own, but not all at once. Even among human knowledge, you could be easily overwhelmed. He flips through the pages and finds whichever one he was looking for. He mercilessly tears it from the binding and hands it to you. He smirks at your shock and disgust at the destruction of what is clearly some important historical artifact. He stands and slams the book closed in front of him, dust falling from the old, dusted tome. Yes, this was the original Latin translation, 1600s. But don't worry. I know where all the copies are, and I will admit, though, that this one is my favorite. None are ever quite the same, no matter how diligently the text is copied over. I'll just have to read it some other time, and then he winks at you, and he's gone. You are now in your bedroom, and it is late afternoon rather than morning. The magician is stuck to the paper that um, you he handed to you, and you are holding the single page from the Latin text. You also, in front of you, have a lit black candle. Do you want to know what's on the page? Yes. Oh, can I guess? Yes. Is it the same thing that's always on the page that's in my hand? I did say that you're hold- it's like you're holding the card and the page. Ah, oh, card and the page. Sorry, you cut out for a second. Stupid Skype. Also, uh. um, I'm sitting in front of a Death Claws enclosure and he's just crawled out to look at me. <laughs> he's enjoying the story. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um... <laughs> So do you want to know... The card, capitalized, TM. Yes. 
and the page. Yes. Alright, what's on the page? The page given to you by Agent Malcolm details a ritual, much like an online recipe blog, though it doesn't get straight to the recipe. <laughs> it spends a long time trying to make you understand what it means. If you wish to understand the unnatural, you need to recognize that human material laws do not apply. In order to understand the unnatural, you need to sacrifice your connection to the physical world. Your largest connection to the physical world is your sense of touch, most potent in your fingertips. The color black symbolizes the unknown, fire symbolizes the light of knowledge and the tendency to be burnt by that which man was not meant to know. In order to infuse your mind with knowledge it was not built to contain, you must experience the pain of the flame. Finally, consumption. Hungering so deeply for this knowledge, the only true way to ensure it enters and binds to your soul is to feast upon it. And now, finally, we have reached the method. Number one, sacrifice. You must sacrifice a finger in order to symbolize your rejection of the material world. You have to bite it off with your own teeth. Step 2. Lighting the darkness. Light a black candle and hold your severed appendage over it, meditating on that which you wish to know. Hold it there until it is cooked through, infused with the light of what was previously hidden to you. And three, consumption. In order to bring the knowledge inside of you, you must consume the meat from the bones of the sacrifice. If any meat is left undigested, the process will be ineffectual and for binding. If you do not wish to forget what you have learned, you will not forget the tokens of your sacrifice. Carry the bones salvaged on your person at all times. If you do not carry them, you will no longer carry the knowledge you once hungered for so fervently. <laughs> Alright. Also. Mary, Mary, yeah? Wait, no, you go first. Mary's read this, has put the page down, and is just looking at her fingers, wondering which one has got to go. <laughs> Good. And as you're doing this, you realize that you have a different card now. Oh! You see yourself. As you are now, you are standing at the precipice of the unknown before you. You see the edge of a cliff face, but the card is framed in a way that you can't see what's below or how deep it really goes. In the card, one foot is hanging uncertainly over the edge, however, you do not look down. Behind you, you see your family dog, who appears to be distressed, barking or whining for you to step back to safety, but you seem to pay it no mind. The trajectory of your movement and the gravity of your desires pull you slowly forward. In the lower third, the strange language of the deck reads, Zero, the Fool. In this moment, you have to wonder which direction is more foolish. Are you the fool for plunging willingly into the depths of your own insanity? Or are you the fool for refusing to take that final step? Will you choose to be the hypocrite, the willfully ignorant in a world that punishes the unknowing? Or are you ready to fall headfirst into a land uncloaked by the darkening veils of the human mind? Oh, God. <sighs> Alright. Alright, alright. It's gonna have to be a little finger, I think. Which but hand? But I don't know which little finger. What? Which mm. hand is your dominant hand? Right. Okay. I think it's gonna have to be the left. No, no, because that's really important. Hang on. May actually, maybe it's gonna have to be a mid- uh, index finger. Hmm. Uh... Hmm. It's gonna affect your. No, I think it's gonna have to skills. be the right hand. Exactly. That's why I'm holding my hands on the keyboard right okay. now. Okay. I think it. 
let me pitch you something. The thumb only does the space, the space ball, and you have two of them. Yeah, but you, you kind of need opposable yeah. thumbs for holding things. Well, like everything else. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be the middle finger on my right hand. Okay, you can't flip people off with two hands anymore. That's okay. She's she's not that kind of person. The only person she'd ever consider flipping off is Malcolm. <laughs> at this point in time. Okay. All right, that's it. Yep. I'm 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 gonna go through with it. Nice. And now I just have to find where I wrote down um what things you lose for doing this. <laughs> oh, first of all, I remember one you lose one hit point because you have ten hit points and ten fingers, so I think that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, Hamley, get my eraser out. Maybe all right, one hit point. It's not on the back of that page. Fine. I think I might have literally just had it like written on a handwritten note. Anyway, I'm just gonna say I'm pretty sure I wrote that you would lose um, 1d4 willpower points for like the mental energy of like biting off your own finger. So what does that mean that I have to do there? Um, willpower points is like a thing on your sheet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's currently 12, so I have to roll to see how many I lose? Yes. Oh no, I haven't tested any of these! (laughs) Oh! This is the bad thing about being late. I don't know which ones I can trust. (laughs) (sighs) Alright. Here we go. Oh no, okay. Oh, got a two. That's okay. Okay. So that's a ten now. Oh, okay, I do actually have a different piece of paper. I just didn't get it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nope, I just pulled the wrong piece of paper out. What am I doing? I swear I just saw it. I failed my sanity roll, clearly. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta ask. This is this might be what? T- too much. This might be you know overbearing how much I'm allowed to know. But I think because there was something written in there about like losing the sense of touch, does this cancel out the phobia? Because she can't feel people touching her. Um, you still have nine fingers. Oh, okay, I thought there was like something in there about like losing the sense of it, touch. It's like it's like. Um, the symbol, it was the symbolism of, like, your physical sense of touch is, like, the main connection you have to the material world, and so you have to, like, symbolically reject it by, like, biting off a Uh, finger. Yeah. Alright. I think that's kind of why she was, like, immediately, like, looking at her fingers, like, which one's gotta go, so I can't feel things touching me. She's gonna be so disappointed when she realizes she can still feel things. Yes. Anyway. Okay. And so did you roll it? Yeah, I got a two, remember? Yeah, I remember you said something, but I think I either wasn't listening or I forgot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got a two, so willpower points are now at ten. Okay. And roll a power check to see if you can hold, hold it down as you try to eat the flesh of your own finger that you just bit off. Oh god, uh, what's that? Uh, 10? It's 60. What? Oh, you rolled a 10? No, no, that's what I have to roll? Um, you have to roll, like, a percentage one. You know how, like, yeah, all okay. the checks all yeah, in yeah. this game. <laughs> Alright, hang on, I just had to roll a 4. Um, is that, yes, okay. Oh, fuck's sake, okay. Oh, 81. Okay. If I roll are... it, do I have to eat? Yes. You threw some of it back up because you were so disgusted by what you were just doing. And it said if you don't consume all of the flesh, that it, the ritual would be un- ineffectual. Alright, can I, can I at least just, like, pick the little bits of flesh out of the vomit so I don't have to, like, drink the liquid? Yes, but you have to lose more willpower points for doing that. Roll another d4. <laughs> Hang on. I don't know where I just put it. Oh, I'm losing my sanity right now. What I'm doing? 
Oh, a three. Okay. Oh, God. So, take that off. Seven. Great. Okay. Um, now roll Pala again to see if you can do it this time. Alright. Um, you and you. Oh, I hate this. Oh, 78. Okay. Rolling on the d4 as you try to pick up the pieces again. Oh, I hate this. Oh, it's another three. Okay. <sighs> Alright. Do I have and to do it again? Power. Yep. <laughs> That's a 50. Okay, you are successful this time. You have successfully uh, consumed all of the flesh from your severed finger. And as you were cooking it, it did smell disturbingly like pork, just so you know. Yum, burnt pork. And so as you finally consume the last of it, you catch a glimpse behind the magician's cloak. You see what's been lurking underneath, peering at you with bulbous stalks covered with too many eyes. You see, through Agent Malcolm's eyes, you see a woman, you hear her taunting laughter as you realize everything you thought you knew was a lie. You feel the familiar feeling of the barriers surrounding your mind crumbling more and more. You feel the painful metamorphosis as your consciousness expands, bursting free of its former shell and discarding the useless, constricting skins of logic and reason. Then you feel nothing, as your mind builds newer, thicker walls in an attempt to protect you from further harm. It fails. You don't know where you are anymore. You look around and see a barren wasteland. You look up and you see endless stars unsullied by the pollution of artificial light. You look down and what you see doesn't make any sense. You see yourself, Agent Malcolm, or Jimmy, James Knox. That was your name once, but more and more it seems like it doesn't really matter anymore. At the same time you see something else. It hurts to look at every second spent staring at it peels at another layer of your mind. It's something large, conical, maybe a shell. The body is soft. It slides smoothly over the hard earth. Well, maybe earth isn't the right word. You wisely choose not to think about it. You think this landscape, you see this landscape through many eyes with colors you've never seen and could never hope to see as yourself. You find a building eventually. There are a lot of these creatures here. Some of them look like they know what they're doing. Others look just as confused as you feel. Some are in outright distress, making horrible, indescribable sounds. Sometimes people ask you things, the real you. Sometimes you can respond, sometimes you're only you. In those times you forget the other place, your mind trying valiantly to patch the holes left by whatever that was. Other times you feel something else respond, pushing you out further into the other place. Worst of all, sometimes it lets you take control. Is that really even control if it's conditional? Sometimes it seems mad that it wants to take over, but it can't. Mostly, though, it's just curious, watching intently, making notes with its horrible, slimy form. Over time, you learn to understand it. The words or symbols or runes, it's not really writing in the way a human would think of it. Human thoughts are really the problem, aren't they? They're limiting. When you're fully in this new place, you don't feel so limited anymore. You feel clearer, fuller, 
and you read. You don't know how it happens, but you slide right towards the manuscript you're looking for. You see yourself, many versions of yourself, different choices, and where they lead, some are underlined. Others are crossed out. You find a person you've never met before. Jennifer Amanda Bracey. You see that there are some paths she might be able to help you escape. You want to find her, but whatever else is inside you agrees. She can help that thing too. It has more experience in changing the future than you do and it will always win. Then you, Agent Mary, Jennifer, Amanda Bracey, wake back up in your bedroom. The stump where your finger once was is hurting more than you remember when you went into that vision and it looks dirty. Flecks of paint, maybe? You look up and you see why on the wall in your own handwriting and your own blood is a message which says, Welcome to the motion. I'm gonna just smack my head gently against the wall a few times. As you're doing that, I'm gonna need you to roll sanity. Alright. That is a... 55. Okay. Let me just get out my d20, shall I? As you realize that the influence that this creature has had over you. Do you want to know one time only what number I just rolled? Sure. I rolled a 12. <sighs> okay. So you've just lost 12 sanity points and you are temporarily insane. <laughs> And you look around, right. you are terrified, you don't know what to do, you feel helpless, and you're screaming, and you see Agent Malcolm across from you on the floor next to an almost empty bottle of whiskey, and this time not that much time has passed since you were lost in this room, and so he must have drank that very quickly, he's passed out on the floor, and his lips are turning blue, and in your haze, in your just absolutely, like, completely lost your mind, you're just screaming and crying, and you see Oliver comes into the room, and he doesn't understand what's going on, and he leaves, and he calls some people, and next thing you know, you're being escorted out of your apartment by the police, and that is also the last thing you know, as they drug you as a way to try to restrain you and calm you down because you were fighting them back. Good, I'll punch a pig any day. <laughs> and then later, you wake up in some place, maybe a hospital, there's a curtain around you, and there's a nurse in front of you, and you are restrained to the bed. When she asks you what the last thing you remember is, what do you tell her? Some asshole passed out on my floor. Oh, so he wasn't your friend then? No, he is as far away from a friend as one could possibly be. I don't know how he got into my apartment, I don't know what he was doing in my room, and I don't know why he drank so much whiskey. And I think that is where we're going to leave it for now. Yeah, last time it was at the end of the operation, so, um... Oh, yeah. Y y yeah, you were gonna kill Sophie, but then, um, Marvin... Wait, your Marvin, Malcolm was there, <laughs> and, um, everybody was dead. 
and then Mary stormed out, and then you followed after her, and then you drove her back to the theater where she got her car and went home, and that's where you are basically. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and so, um, if this was going to be like a normal home session, what would Agent Marvin be wanting to focus on? Do you want me to remind you of what the options were? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most likely, yeah. Yeah, one of them is fulfill responsibilities. The other one is go to therapy, improve a stat or skill, or study the unnatural. Uh, probably after all that, probably go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, uh, I mean, wait, as for sanity, look at it, it's... Probably you don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. You've got... How many... I think you've got, like... Hmm, let's see. Do you have one or two um disorders now? I have one, I'm pretty sure. I still got yeah, I still let so. <laughs> the uh, paranoia, yeah. Yeah. That theater, theater. Look at that. So, yeah. I think it was only, uh... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think only Agent Mary got the disorder. Yeah. Um, the last thing. I think it was just, like, surprising me that you, like, started with one and you hadn't gotten another one. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, Agent Mary, I think, has two now and she didn't start with them. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was lucky. <laughs> okay. So, that's what you want to do, go to therapy? Um, yeah, I guess try to keep it safe. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go to therapy. Okay. Um, when you are in therapy, do you lie about your unnatural traumas, or do you tell the awful truth? Uh, probably lie. <laughs> okay. Make a luck roll. Uh, yeah, with me. I just gotta load up this website. Don't worry, I got it saved on favorites, so I should load up. <laughs> there we go. Alright. Um, I got a 12. Okay, that is a success. So, <laughs> you can increase your sanity by one because you'll see in a minute you don't actually get that many, that much opportunity, but, <laughs> to go to sessions, but. Alright. <laughs> that helps. And you also have to reduce a bond by one. Yep. Alright. Uh, what's the bonds? Yeah, the bonds. Sick. Um, uh, I'm gonna go the Criminal contact. Okay. Crystal. So I'll just reduce it by one. Yep. So the time you've been spending going to therapy and going on these unnatural missions and stuff, you haven't been around to take up the job she wants you to do lately. And so she is not as happy with you. Fair enough. <laughs> I just have to actually... Oh, there's a pencil. That's mean it. Okay. Change it on my version of the sheet. Yeah, I got like a photo, so I just gotta remember to change it. I'm still gonna write it down on my phone. You never found your character sheet. I still got the one um you sent to me. I'm actually house sitting at the moment, so most oh, of the okay. stuff's at my house. Yeah. So I'm just borrowing what literally this headphone. It's not even mine. I just had to borrow it. <laughs> like screw it, this will do. Uh, yeah, I'm just writing on my notes on my phone just to remember to change it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Saturday's on, so I'll just leave that. Oh yeah, I actually have to be the one that changes that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, like, about three days after you get back from the last operation, you're just coming out of a session of therapy, let's say, and your phone rings. 
Ah, oh, okay. And, well, actually, before we move on to that, I just want to ask, what do you tell the therapist instead of what actually happened? Um, I tripped down some stairs and I smacked my head really hard. I thought I saw some stuff and it scared me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basic stuff. <laughs> But, like, what do you say that you saw? Oh, I saw some sketchy shadows that were looking like a fish. (laughs) (laughs) Not directly, like, yeah. But I'll just, yeah. It was was more of a, uh, it was bullshitting them as well as, um, yeah, getting it out there. Yeah. So that's probably also part of why you don't get that much sanity back because you're not really, <laughs> <laughs> not really um, helping. <laughs> yeah, and also you've only had like one. You went like one time, so I mean the fact that you got any back was maybe getting one sanity back was just like the hope that maybe it, you could get better, even though it's like not necessarily anything happened like so far. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, your phone is ringing, and it is your ex-wife. Well, not I. I think actually that you're probably not like divorced. I feel like maybe you just like separated with the intention that you would like rejoin the family when you got out of crime, but then you never really did. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So it's your wife. Uh... I guess I'll answer it. Hello. Hey. Uh, I don't know what voice I'm doing. Okay. Hey, Joel. How are you? Uh, could be better. How's everything going there? Everything fine? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... um, Malia had... A ballet performance last week. You said you were gonna come, and she's a bit upset about it. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I just work came up. You know how it is. Yeah. About that, how is work going? You said, did you have you found any other work? Uh, it's you know I can't talk about it that much. Yeah. Go on as much as I can, I suppose. On the news, they've been saying some things about a murder and about a state over you. That's not... You wouldn't know anything about that? Uh, nope. Okay, it's just... I mean, if you look well, at the police sketches... <laughs> uh, if it is, yeah, it's... Don't worry about it, Okay. It'll be all sorted. Okay. Less you know, just, the better. Look, I, I, I'm just worried about you, you know, like... Do you have anyone... Do you Have you made any friends? I mean, I know you and Jimmy got into that fight. I mean, you never, you never even told me what happened between you two. Look, it's... With this business, it's just... There's some things I can't tell you, and... Maybe one day, but for now, I just trust my word. Okay, just do you still care about him? He is still my friend. Yes, I do. Okay, well, you see, the real reason I'm calling is I got a call from the hospital. It seems that. Jim never updated his emergency contact number and they called that house phone apparently he's been admitted to hospital. I wasn't sure if you'd want to know about that. No, I did not. When did you, when did I ring you? Like just recently? Just uh, this morning. I tried to call you earlier, but uh, you must have been busy or something. Uh, Do you know whereabouts they are? Like, whereabouts he is? Um, just in the city hospital. If you go down there, you could ask around. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. I'll, uh, okay. 
I'll go check on him. And look, okay. everything everything's fine. Like, there's nothing I can't handle. I wish I believed you. Mm. Alright. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Mm. And then you hang up, I assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just why I'm just like, blow back, trying to keep her in the dark. <laughs> you headed towards the hospital then? Yeah, yeah, I better. Um, because you said something about, like, bloody sketches, though. Can I, like, also look up, like, the, the, the possible sketches of, um... And, in fact, look up the news about that. Um, it's, like, I did actually have it written out here somewhere. Oh, sick. I'm gonna quickly Google that before I go check. Yeah, okay. Uh... It says, the title is it, Gilman Murder and Arson Case Goes Federal. The two suspects seen leaving the Gilman residence on the day of the murder reportedly rented a car a few hours east of the suburban home. This evidence was provided by a witness at the rental service who called the police after seeing the suspect sketches in the news. This occurred in the early morning on the same day as the murder. The suspects reportedly gave the same names given to a local resident of Beach Lane, Davis and Hannah. Red light cameras have confirmed that this vehicle was in the neighborhood during the times of the crime being committed. This vehicle was reportedly returned in a different state to the one it was rented in, so the case has now become federal, investigated by the FBI. The last known location of the suspects was within the agent's home city, like whatever it's called. And anyone with any information on the suspects or details pertinent to the case is urged to contact the authorities on the following number. And then it has roughly sketches of you and Agent Mary and accurate descriptions of you as seen by Karen on the day of the crime. Background. Early Tuesday morning around 2am, police were called to investigate a disturbance and possible gunshots heard inside the Gilman residence in Ocean City, Coastal State, USA. Mrs. Sophie Gilman, the expecting wife of Mr. George Gilman, answered the door. Police were told there had been a disagreement with some family from out of town, but that everyone was safe and they were not looking to press charges. On Wednesday morning around 9am, the two suspects were seen heading towards the Gilman residence by a neighbor. The witness says the suspects claimed they to be looking at real estate in the area, although they refused an invitation to the witness's home to look around and there was no real estate for sale in the area. The suspect identifying himself as Davis was apparently carrying a suspicious large bag which seemed irrelevant to the stated task. <laughs> Shortly after the police and fire services were called around 11am, the two suspects were seen fleeing from the Gilman residence on foot. Both covered in blood, Davis was bleeding from a wound on his face. When authorities arrived, the deceased body of Mr. Gilman was found on the scene, burned. While questioning witnesses, police discovered both Mrs. Gilman and an elderly neighbor were both missing, whereabouts still unknown. The coroner confirmed bullets found in Mr. Gilman's deceased body. All burning was post-mortem. The death has been ruled as murder and the suspects are also presumed to be involved in the multiple missing persons cases. Discovering their whereabouts could mean saving the lives of these two women as well as the unborn child of the Gilman family. Please call if you have any relevant information on this case as soon as possible and then it lists the number again for the police investigating. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Exactly. Uh. <laughs> hmm. So, I'm gonna go to the hospital. But before I go to the hospital, I'm probably gonna um, uh, probably buzz cut the hair. <laughs> okay. Like it'd be, uh, I guess, um, room. Like, like back of the apartment. Okay, and like shave the beard, or are you keeping the beard? Uh, I'll probably 
uh, trim it down, but like, like everything's been buzz cut, so. Okay. So it's like all the same length the beard and the hair. Yeah, yeah, but it's pretty like uh, thin now. Like it's yeah. Just so okay. it's not long. It's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Bit of a bit of a disguise, and then I'll chuck on some. Um... Do you want to roll disguise? Roll disguise, eh? Uh, yep, it's a skill. Yep, bear with me. Just gonna get the app up. <laughs> I got a 24. What's your skill for disguise? It is... Bear with uh, me. That actually is a success. Hey, Shockingly well. <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's just enough that no one's gonna be, like, openly suspicious of you. Fair enough, fair enough. Sick. <laughs> Alright, then I'll, um, I guess I'll head to the, um, the hospital. Yep. And so, you go up to them, you tell that you've heard that your friend has been admitted. You, do you give your, them your name and that? Oh, I give them a, um, oh wait, if, if they had my emergency contact details, would I have given yeah. them my actual, like, my actual name? It probably would have been your actual name on it, because it was, like, old. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give them my name. Um, yeah. Okay. My actual name. So, and then they give you a room number to go to that he's in. And um, when you walk in, you see Jimmy there, and he's, like, passed out. He's got all, like, you know, the wires and stuff connected to him, and the heart one is, like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> but I, uh, is there yeah. a nurse nearby? Any chance? Or? Um, sure. I'll just go out to him and be like, hey, do you know what's, uh, what's happened to him? Oh, were you the, um, friend that we were calling? Uh, yeah, yeah, I only just recently saw. Oh, yeah, um, that was actually one of the doctors wanted to ask you a few questions, if that's alright. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll just go get him. And then a burly man in, like, a lab coat or whatever doctor's, like, doctor's clothing comes up to you, and he, like, sticks out his hand. He's like, hey, I'm Dr. Dennis. How are you? Ah, uh, quite well, Dr. Dennis. I just wanted to see what's going on with uh, my friend here. Yeah, um, do you want to come into a room with me, just more private talk? Um, yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay, so he, like... It's like, hmm. (laughs) He he takes you into, like, a separate room with, like, a table and stuff in it. Shuts the door. He sits down and, like, gestures for you to also sit down. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll sit down. So, okay, um, how much do you know about what happened so far? Look, man, I haven't seen him in years i just literally like my wife had to ring me to tell me what's happened yeah, and i just want to see what's going on if there's anything i can do oh okay well the thing is uh he has overdosed he's he's got alcohol poisoning and this is weird to you because you know that like he has never been known to like drink like at all he doesn't even like it yeah. So, do you know if he has had any drinking problems in the past? I know you say you haven't known him in a while. When I did know him, he never touched alcohol. It wasn't. It just wasn't him. I I don't understand what's going on here. Hmm. That is unusual. Whereabouts did you find him? Like, and who got him to the hospital? That's the thing. The police were called by. A uh, young man, well, not that young, probably like <laughs> uh, 38 or something. Um, he was, um, his roommate and your friend were in a room together. There was just a horrible, horrible scene. Um, the girl had lost her, lost it. She was completely freaking out and he was lying on the floor. She was missing a finger. There was blood all over the wall. Look, we have no idea what was going on. There was a girl that was missing a finger. What? Yeah, the, um, 
she claims to have never met him before. We thought maybe you'd know something, but if you haven't seen him in so long, he slides across a picture of Agent Mary. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> nah, I've... Nah, I can't put my finger on it. I Like I said, I haven't seen him in a while, and she doesn't look familiar. I just... I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to roll, like, something to lie to him? <laughs> um... Um... I'm trying to remember what the thing is. It, maybe it's just... I don't know if it's, like, bluff or if it's all just you know, under, like, persuade. Oh, it might be persuade. What's my persuade? Yeah, is I think... Maybe it is. Hold on. Fuck. <laughs> Alright, see, I got 70. Okay, well, you can roll that to try and... Hell yeah, I have confidence. Well, it'll be in a post check. <laughs> oh, I got 25. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I rolled the same thing. <laughs> Literally 25. <laughs> okay, so that's a tie. Let's roll again. Ah, <laughs> Jesus. Up oh, twenty two. Okay, seventy six. So you um, he is at first not quite sure, but the more you're talking, he's like, okay, okay, I I think this guy's maybe legit. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so he also do you know if he is good? Like, while you were friends, I know you say it's been a long time, but do you know if he was into any? Anything weird, like any, you know, just occult interest, that kind of stuff? Mm, no. Well, last time I did speak to him, it was starting to you know, change a bit, but I didn't know it was kind of into this. Interest. So you've never seen him as being involved in anything unusual? No. No, I don't believe so. Okay. And then he, um... He, like, looks like he's, like, about to sneeze, and he, like, pulls, like, a tissue out of his coat. Roll alertness. Alertness. Roll alertness. Yes. Yep. Ah, shit. Ah. I got a 44. Okay. Um, that's, I assume, a critical... Oh, you've only got 50, but yeah, that's a critical success. So, and then I'll also roll his, I think, stealth. Let's see. Well, like... <laughs> I don't know if there's like sleight of hand or something. I really need to look at these skills before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going for them. I'm like, is there a one? Yeah. Is there okay. something? Nah, that's okay. Oh. Yeah, I think it's probably just stealth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's stealth. Okay. Oh, zero two. But, uh, you got a critical success, so I think it goes to you. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you notice that there's actually something like a small bottle or something inside of it with like the stopper has been pulled off and it's got some kind of like purple palette in it and there's a label on the bottle that says March Technologies and he like pretends to sneeze but he like um throws sort of like flicks the bottle towards you so that all this like purple dust like goes towards your face roll dodge at a negative 40 percent what the fuck is he throwing at me <laughs> all right let's do this i got a four damn so that's that... probably a success is that a success oh my god yeah because with negative 40 you still have like 20 left in dodge damn okay <laughs> <laughs> so you dodge out oh, of the way, um, and then I so guess... I assume he's trying to, like, knock me out or something with this purple shit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you don't know. So you manage to dodge out of the way, and he looks very surprised. that he, Because it's like a cloud of dust, it's pretty hard to dodge away from. Yeah. And also the fact that you even noticed him. And so, I guess... We'll probably do it in like combat actions now. What? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, you. I think it'd be a. It's probably his turn. So he jumps across the table and tries to tackle you. I guess. Um, and I didn't have full stats for this guy. I wasn't that prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's alright. So I'm just 
I was gonna say he has probably like 15 unarmed. Uh, 15 unarmed. Alright, uh, Like 50, so he got 72. That's a fail. Hey. Your turn, I guess. Unless. Oh, yeah, I guess we were gonna do that thing where you decided if you're gonna dodge before <laughs> I rolled, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's alright. <laughs> so, what are you gonna do? I guess I'll, uh, like, like tackle him on the grab. Like, not really on the grab, but I'll grab him and, like, slam him on the table. Okay, so I guess unarmed combat. Yeah. That's mine again. I'm just gonna get it up. <laughs> Like 70, I think. Oh, shit. Alright, here we go. Um, uh, sorry, I'm just rolling now. I got a 39. Okay, that is a success. I th guess he'll probably try to fight back. Um, let me just see. Attacking or fighting back. Um, okay. So I think it's just, it'll be an opposed roll. Oh, okay. Um, 91, so that's a fail. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so you can roll like 1d4 damage, I guess. Yeah, alright. I'll just gotta swap the dice. D4. Roll. I got a 2. Okay. There we go. Um, and instead of fighting back, uh, now, actually, I think it is your turn again, because I said that he fought back at you, so, yeah. but he failed. <laughs> but, okay, so, I'm, well, I'm holding him on the table now, like, yeah. uh, I'm gonna say to him, like, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna be like, who do you work for? What's going on here? I work for the hospital, what are you talking about? And he starts screaming like, help, help, somebody. I put my arm, like, my, <laughs> my hand around his mouth, and then, um, and shut up quickly, just punch you in the throat. <laughs> oh, I got a 50. Okay, that's, it's still a success, you can roll a d4 yeah. for damage. Uh, oh, we got another three. Okay. Oh, I think you shit. got two yeah, last time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... You hear, like, people running down the hallway, and so, like, they open the door, and some, like, security guards and a nurse who looks very shocked that you're, like, holding this guy down, and you've clearly, like, beat him up, one of the doctors. And so, um... Okay, I'm going to grab him hostage. <laughs> to... And what are you going to threaten him with? I have a gun. That's <laughs> in my pocket. You brought a gun with you to the Mate, hospital. I'm a criminal. <laughs> I want just a case. <laughs> okay. So you're looking at them. I assume not him as you're holding a gun. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, look, look, this guy tried to attack me. Or I don't know what's going on. You he had some purple stuff. <laughs> Um, okay, so you're rambling on about, like, purple dots and him, like, pretending to sneeze, and then you feel, like, a needle stick into your thigh, and then you start losing consciousness. Ah, oh, And, like, shit. I guess you can roll constitution times five to try Hold and up. stay up for another round. Is the, uh, can I also say, is the window, um, just glass window, yeah? Um... I don't think this is. I was say, thinking it was like on an upper floor. I don't think they really have like huge windows in hospitals. It's gonna. Uh, I'm gonna jump out the window. <laughs> It'll dive out. <laughs> well, firstly, roll Constitution times five. Yeah. All right. Constitution <laughs> uh, times five. Yeah. Probably at like negative twenty percent too. So I guess it'll be like, yeah. Is against 45. Oh, I got a 5. Okay. So you drop the gun, you like push away from him, and you start staggering towards the window as they run in at you, and they catch up pretty easily. Roll like um, Constitution times 5, negative 20 again. That's uh, it. I got a 30. Okay. So you. Manage to take a few more steps before they tackle you to the ground. They, I would say, they have like at least eighty percent in unarmed con combat because they're like security guards. That's oh, right. whole job. So <laughs> I'll roll for both of them. Yeah. 
49, that's a success on one. I don't really think I need a second one. 68 <laughs> is another success. Uh, so they tackle you to the ground and then you lose consciousness. Well, and that's what, <laughs> the end of what we're doing today, basically. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> nice! <laughs> You just heard MSL madness and misinformation. If you'd like to help us keep this show up and running, you can support us on patreon.com slash mcellpod. For $1 per episode, you will gain early access to all episodes. For $2 per episode, you will gain access to bonus content, such as player sanity scores, outtakes, and more. Finally, for $5 per episode, you'll gain access to my handler notes for each operation. Feel free to follow us on social media at mcellpod or email us at listenermail at mcellpodcast.com. All future episodes will be released for free as usual on our website mcellpodcast.com. We'll see you soon for season 2.